What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a special guest coming from Houston, Texas. He's a proud co-owner of the Thriving Food Truck Building Company and the supporter of not only his own four children, but also kids in his native country of Nicaragua, where he founded a baseball academy, which we're going to get into on that too. His goal in life was to make an impact, especially in the life of Nicaraguan boys and children that play baseball. He says, my ultimate dream was to play baseball. So that's why I support a baseball academy. And by support, I mean economically and financially. He made it a mission to help this academy so that they can give kids the opportunity to sign with Major League Baseball teams, which I think is awesome. I'm a baseball fan. He also runs Helping Kids Round First, a nonprofit for provisioning baseball equipment for kids, efficient solar power, and hands-on farming, medical equipment, and daycare assists. He is also a podcast host of the Working for a Dream podcast. Go check that out. We'll get into that about the hard work and hustle it takes to build an empire. Patrick Bolaños, welcome to The Real Build. How you doing, brother? What's up, Bill? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to be here, bro. No, I'm excited to have you on. I mean, you're you're in such a niche business, too, and, and we're definitely, that's what this podcast is all about. I've, I've had a ton of builders on. I've had tiny home builders. I haven't had somebody in your field, which I'm excited. I've had custom homes, commercial builders, so we're going we're gonna to touch on that. And also, you know, some of the great things you're doing in the baseball, you know, with these kids in Nicaragua, in Nicaragua and you're back in your home town and and yeah man i'm excited to have you on so i appreciate it and Absolutely. with that being said who is patrick bolaños <laughs> i don't think nobody's ever asked that question like <laughs> that before man wow like wait who do i want people when somebody asks when somebody asks hey who's patrick bolaños man you know what i wanted to say that was a fucking good guy right there <laughs> uh a guy that gets shit done and a guy that looks out for other people and builds others, you know, we're on the real build podcast. I want to help build other people's dreams. And so, um, I'll give you a quick backstory. I am from Nicaragua. Uh, my family on my, on both sides, um, are from Nicaragua, but on my dad's side, my grandmother's American. And so I do have American ties. We're tied to St. Louis, Missouri. I'm a huge Cardinals fan. We jumped back and forth between Nicaragua and the U S when I was younger, if you're not familiar with Nicaragua, Bill, we went through a civil war in the middle of 1979. I was born that year. Uh, oh, then the wow. Sandinistas took over. They're a communist regime. They they expropriated properties. They stole other people's shit. Um, our family was, you know, well off to say, I don't want to say like we were super wealthy, but but we had small businesses. My grandparents and his brother's they managed stuff and um, that was taken from them back in the late seventies, middle eighties, they had to rebuild. So I come from a family of hardworking people. Um, I was raised to go to school, to get a degree and to do the corporate job thing. 
and I did it. Uh, I, 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 uh, I raised the corporate ladder. I went up the corporate ladder. I went, I made it all the way to VP of commercial banking for Citibank um, for Nicaragua. I helped build the actual commercial business for Citibank in Nicaragua. Citibank for me was one of the greatest schools that I've ever been to to learn business. Mm-hmm. Because when you're a commercial lender in Citibank, you have to know your shit. But, you know, I was a guy that was helping people get millions in loans. And then I left Nicaragua. I became a CFO of a restaurant here in Houston almost, what, seven years ago. And I was managing a $25 million budget, but I wasn't satisfied and I wasn't fulfilled. And I couldn't even manage my own home budget, bro, to be honest. You know, I had debt. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had a pretty good salary, you know, six figures, um, health insurance paid for a lot of good things, but I was overweight. I wasn't satisfied. I was not happy. My, my marriage probably, man, I'm so glad my wife still stuck with me because if she wouldn't have stuck with me for everything that we went through, we wouldn't be where we are today. And there was one moment in my life that helped change everything. And that moment was the day I got fired from my job as a CFO. I kind of, I kind of, uh, how do you say it? I, I, that hand that I was dealt, it was on my, I I created it. Mm -hmm. I basically pushed the hand and I spoke up for something that I didn't think was right. And they got me fired a week before Christmas, 2017. Imagine having a family of four, you know, I had a newborn baby, my son, Gabriel, he was like two months old, uh, let's say six months old. And then, two other children, my wife, we're a family, we're a family of five then, shit. And I didn't know where I was going to get money for the pay for rent the following month, bro. It was the middle of Christmas. I had to borrow 800 bucks from my sister to go visit her for Christmas uh, that year. Wow. It was a, it was a Christmas vacation that was already planned for. And I, I called her. I'm like, listen, I just got to go for my job. I don't have any money. She's like, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll let you borrow the money. And that's when everything changed, bro. I still remember crying in my car. I had a so Honda Civic. I was a CFO of a $25 million restaurant group. So something that, didn't, you know, I was like, it just didn't add up. Like I couldn't, I was living paycheck to paycheck, but I was managing four different units that each did like $4 million, $5 million. And I was responsible for that. And so all that stuff like created, it, it just, it, I was someone that was not living to my fullest potential. And you could tell, um, and everything changed after that happened. And uh, I just started asking myself better questions. And one of the better questions that I started asking myself is where do I go from here? Right? Like, what am I here for? What can I do to get out of this situation? And one of the first things I did was uh, I went to get a catering gig because I needed to make money. So I did that first. And then opportunities just started to present themselves. Right? Uh, I got the opportunity to sell food trucks for another company. They offered me a thousand bucks for every truck that I would sell. It took me two days to sell my first truck. You know, when your back's against the wall and you got to get shit done, you just go. So that's what I did. And um, there was an opportunity to start building the truck, start a concession trailer company, which we did. It's called Trailer King Builders, which I co-own and I co-founded with my business partners. And we started from the front lawn of his, of his house, building one unit at a time. Wow. And learning from others, learning from people like you, learning from people that we are around with, learning from people in different 
masterminds that I've joined. I've learned how to market. I've learned how to scale. I've learned how to create culture. I've learned how to build people up. And so everything changed. The moment I started paying attention to what I was listening to, to who I was hanging around with and my daily actions and everything's changed ever since. And that's, that's pretty, that's me in a nutshell, bro. What they you know, missing a few things here and there, but. I mean, it's an amazing story too. Uh, coming from Nicaragua and, and going into, obviously we're all sold that college experience. We all sold that we should be going to college. You need to go to, and not every parent says that I want to put my kids through college. So on, I went to college at same thing, sold that whole thing. And what I'm doing now, I don't need college for at all, <laughs> you know, and it, it's funny how that works out. I mean, of course I've learned stuff, you know, but college is a better, you know, you get your bachelor's and partying more than anything. And it's like, you know, and, but it, it's, you're sold that constantly. You're sold that bill of goods constantly. And then you go, you get out and then you're barely making it. You're, you're just barely making enough to get by. And then you have the student loans, you have all this debt that you got to pay off of too. And I'm not against anybody going to college. You want to go to college, you can go to college, but there is other avenues that you can go to and work your way up like you did. I mean, you went, you had to go through those experiences. You had, you ended up getting fired from a company and then you started from nothing, working your way up, figuring it out, learning, building or selling food trucks, learning how they're probably how each and every component is. I actually went into car sales when I got out of college. I was broke. Uh, you know, I was living at my parents' house, no money. I went into college because my sister's boyfriend or went into car sales because my sister's boyfriend was selling. He's like, You want to make good money? I can get you a job. I was like, you know, here I am 20 years old in a pack of wolves of old guys, slick back hair, you know, and I, I had no clue what the hell I was doing, but I figured it out. And, yeah, absolutely. and that, that helped me learn a lot to where I'm at now, especially on the sales on too, but also having those experiences and willing to learn and, uh, joining those mentor or getting mentors and so on, like you said, which is so important. Uh, you know, one thing I'm against is you're a Cardinals fan. I'm a Cubs fan. So I uh, <laughs> had to bring that one up there real quick. Dude, even though the Cubs suck, they sold off their whole entire team now. So yeah. well, it's back to normal again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another, another hundred years uh, yeah. on that one. Right. So, but no, I get, I can appreciate you, man. Cause you came from a hardworking family. I come from a blue collar family. I was, I was literally raised that I had to work. That's the only way if you want something, you got to work for it, but you got to figure out a lot of stuff on the way. So yes. I appreciate you with that too. I want to touch on too, also, cause you didn't get into this. Um, and then we'll get into what you're currently doing with building the trailers. You know, let's talk about the amazing things you're doing with helping kids, man. Cause this is huge too. Like yeah. we just brushed on baseball and so on. How did you get into this? Uh, it's so important and, and what you're doing. I see it on your Instagram too. I mean, you're doing big things and I love it. So let's talk about that. All right. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Helping Kids Around First is a nonprofit. It's in Sioux, based in Sioux Falls. I am on the board of directors. And so it basically, like, again, I told you, I shared with you that I started asking myself better questions. And so one of the questions that I started asking myself close to seven years ago was, how can I leave an impact on this earth? And when was I the happiest in my life? And I kept going back to growing up in Nicaragua among very impoverished children, 
that lived next to our house. We weren't poor, you know, we had running water, electricity, air conditioning, and right behind our house, literally like a block, two blocks behind it was a pretty much like a ghetto style uh, area where kids lived in houses made out of shacks, materials like trash. And so those were my friends going up and like, so during the summers I would hang out with these kids all freaking day, we would go hunting. But the thing that kept us happy and kept us busy the whole summer was playing baseball, dude. We played mm. baseball from 9 a.m. till the fucking sun went down. And we grew up this way. We grew up playing baseball the whole freaking time. And I kept going back to that after I kept asking myself that question. It's like, damn, I got to do something related to baseball. And so I Googled. Back in 2017, early 2018, I Googled and I said – bringing baseball equipment to Nicaragua. And I hit that on Google, I hit enter and bam, a little nonprofit in Sioux Falls, South Dakota popped up called helping kids round first. It's amazing. Cause what you never know, like in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, there's people related, like are doing things that you want to do and related to the country that you want to help. And so I wrote the, the president, his, his email was on the website. I wrote him an email and I basically said, listen, I gave him my backstory. I'm passionate about baseball. I love baseball. I want to be able to help. And he wrote me back and he said, hey, are you free in about an hour? I'm going to give you a call. Boom. We talked on the phone. We were on the phone for two hours. And uh, he's older than I am. You know, he's in his mid-60s. He's an awesome guy. Uh, his name is Craig Sievertson. We get along great. He's one of my best friends. And we just have a common mission. And our common mission is to help people in Nicaragua. He did it. He started it through baseball. And so we help. We just signed with uh, Major League Baseball's RBI program. Oh, nice. So we're helping kids, uh, bringing them uh, uniforms. But one of the best things to do when we do it, when we can, because, you know, COVID threw a wrench into the whole thing, is actually bringing baseball equipment and distributing it around the country to these kids that don't have anything to play with. I mean, the baseballs are made out of socks. The gloves are made out of milk cartons. It's uh, when you give a kid a used baseball, and a used glove in Nicaragua, it's as if they were top of the line, brand new freaking baseball glove. And so that reaction is priceless. And so that's why we do what we do. And then that led to being involved in a baseball academy. The baseball academy is not related to helping kids around first in terms of the, the baseball academy is a for-profit organization that we created where we help kids that have the talent and we help develop them so that they can sign with Major League Baseball. At, at, you can sign as young as 16 in the oh. international markets. And so we just had two kids sign a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And basically, they get a signing bonus. And once they get a signing bonus, um, these kids are plucked out of Nicaragua and they're taken to Re Dominican Republic where they're developed to see if they can make it as a Major League Baseball player. And so I provide funding. I provide, we provide um, nutrition. We provide um, anything that we can to help them get there. So we're developing about two or three kids a year. We want to be the premier baseball academy in Nicaragua. And uh, slowly but surely, we're getting better at it every day. We're making better relationships. Our network is growing. And so we're really excited of where, where it's going. Really hard to work in a third world country run by communists. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it is what it is, but we got to make do with what we got.
Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. And and at the end too, I'll have you kind of shout out, or actually right now, shout out where somebody can find that or donate to it or help out with that cause too, because it is so amazing. If you want to donate to the to the nonprofit, so we take donations for the nonprofit. And if you want it to be used for baseball, just make sure you select the baseball portion of it because it allows you to use it for other for other things. But it's helpingkidsroundfirst.org. Cool. Cool. I'll check that out too, for sure, man. So getting into what you do now, uh, obviously everything you're doing is amazing, but getting into the the trailer building, you know, let's go into that a little bit more. You brushed on how you got into it, but let's go deeper into that. So why that industry? I mean, I've had a tiny home builder on here. Uh, you know, you could have probably gotten into that industry, but you chose the food truck industry, which is huge. It's blowing up now. So what really got you into that? Why'd you make that choice? And how's it going with that now? Okay. It it chose me, first of all, (laughs) I didn't choose it. It was an opportunity to sell food trucks. And then we noticed there's an opportunity, just like in most industries that are in manufacturing and building, um, there's more people doing it. And I don't want to say like the industry is just weird, you know? There's a there's thousands of manufacturers out there and there's people that they're not delivering on what they promised. And that was happening to us. We were going out and brokering these deals and selling and and shit wasn't getting done the right way. And we just decided, you know what, we don't like the quality of work. Let's just do it ourselves. And so after I got fired, I got the opportunity because this was just to make money. Right. This was just to buy so I could sustain my family so I could I was just trying to make a living, dude. I was just trying to feed my kids, right? Mm. And um, I actually raised money from friends and family. As a CFO of a restaurant group, I learned how to raise money for them. I raised capital through uh, crowdfunding. I've raised capital through an SBA loan, which was about $2.5 million. And one of the things that we were going to do is start a a, uh, fast, casual restaurant. My ex-business partner gave me the opportunity and he said, if you raise the money, for this unit, you get to keep half and we'll run it together. I said, fuck yeah, let's go. So I built a little, uh, I built a little deck for it and we raised 75 grand. We actually turned away 25,000 because we all we needed was 50, but we raised 75. We got commitments for 75,000 bucks. And um, at the same time, I was selling food trucks. At the same time, we were coming up with another idea And then we just decided, you know what, let's talk to our investors. Maybe they'll let us use the funds for a food truck manufacturing company. Now, the capital that I used and that I that I raised wasn't a equity. So they didn't own equity in our business. All it was was a loan, Mm -hmm. which they, they, they got paid back in two years. And so we also help teach people in the food truck industry how to raise capital. So that's really off tangent. But that's how I started. And that's how we started the business. We used the funds to get started. And then slowly but surely, we just started investing in, in marketing. We started investing in our people. We, we got a new location. Dude, we were operating outside in the summer heat. And it's nowhere near as comfortable as it is now. And our people still stayed. And I don't know. It's just we created a team that really stayed with us. And I would build a dream every single day. I would tell the guys, listen, guys, we're going to be the biggest food truck manufacturing company in the U.S. If you stick with us, you're coming along for the ride. And we're, go- we're, we're not there yet, but we're going to get there. 
That's what, that's our mission. Our mission is to be the largest food truck manufacturer in the world. But no, let me rephrase that. Our mission is to help families become financially independent through the food truck industry. Yeah. I, I love that, man. Cause it is so important. Food trucks are, they're, they're obviously popular as can be right now. You know, it's, it's such, it's such a more friendly approach to obviously having a restaurant, you're mobile, you can move it around, you can go to bigger destinations where you can get more people and crowds. It's, it's smart. And then you just never think about, all right, who builds them? You know, you never, it's like, who's behind this product? Who's, you know, you, you kind of, if you first look at them, they look like just a big ice cream truck that, you know, they converted with a cooktop in them and so, you know, but and it's actually the detail that goes in them too uh, is pretty amazing what you're doing and putting in them and so on. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, let's talk about the different ones you're building, different product you're building, the detail, like what goes into building a food truck just so the audience knows. There's, man, that's a great question. There's a thousand moving parts per, yeah, per build. I bet. So we're, uh, we customize every single build out, you know, Every customer that comes through our door gets to pick and choose the equipment they want to use, the size of a trailer or truck that they want us to find them or build out for them. Uh, we're actually working on a school bus right now. It's 40 feet That's long. Tough. We can, we're converting it into a 40 foot kitchen. Wow. And every build out is different. Every single build out is different. We build 300 different build outs a year. So Imagine the millions of moving parts for each. And so we've, you know, man, we've created some exceptional partnerships with our vendors. They've helped us get organized, understand manufacturing. I'm not, I wasn't in manufacturing, bro. I was a CFO guy. I started, I studied management information systems. Maybe I had a little bit of background in processes and procedures as a Six Sigma Greenbelt, but I had no idea how to source how to make sure that the manufacturing process stays the most efficient. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So we've built a team and we've, our team members have pretty much built themselves in terms of learning on how to be more efficient. And, you know, we're learning every day, dude, Yeah, 350 units a year. We're still nowhere near where we want to be. And we, we realize that. And so all we do is we can just be better every single day. So what's it? So what do you start? You just start with the core, you know, the basically how let's talk about the process a little bit of from start to finish. I know obviously there's different parts and pieces yeah. to everything. So let's start from, you know, say I'm coming in, I got a restaurant idea that I want or food truck idea. How's your process go? Just so people know from start to finish, you know, where's okay. this thing start? Is it just truck rolls in on wheels? You go to town inside or are you doing the whole entire truck? So what we do is first, we want to understand where you're at in the process, right? Okay. Everybody that walks through our door has a dream of owning a food truck or concession trailer. Mm -hmm. So there is no sales process here. We're building dreams. And so Bill, you want to build a food truck. Okay. What do you want to do? Then you come out and you're like, I want to build a macaroni and cheese food truck selling macaroni, cheese balls and all macaroni and cheese. Awesome. That sounds like a great idea. Are you passionate about macaroni and cheese? I freaking love macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and so then we go and we understand, okay, what's it going to take to build your menu? And then you tell me, I need two fryers. I need a flat top. I need a place to hold some stuff warm. 
Perfect. What kind of experience do you want your customers to have? Do you want like a full wrap? Do you want TVs? Do you want a stereo system, PA system? What, what kind of experience are you looking to, to do? Okay. They tell us and then, all right, what's your budget? X. Perfect. This is what we can do within this budget. This is what I suggest we, the route that we go. Now you want all the bells and whistles. We can go as far as let's say it's 50,000. You can get as high as $150,000 on a food truck if you want to. Do you want to? You don't want, I, don't, I think that's out of my budget. You know, let's, let's figure out a way to hone it down. I want to be open at around 50,000 bucks. Perfect. Here are your options. You can get a used truck. We can get a trailer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is what it's going to take. Do you need financing? Uh, and they're going to be like, yes, I want to finance half of it or I want to finance a third. Okay. Then we start understanding how their credit is. It's just like building a home for somebody like, mm-hmm. you know, you go out and you see what budget they have and you see where they fit in what and where we can help them. And it's basically, we're helping you get your business started, but we don't end there. Like we don't give you a unit and then we hand you a, a mobile business. We're going to connect you to our accountant. We're going to connect you to our bookkeepers. We're going to connect you to our, to everybody that can help your business grow. We have a team of videographers and content managers to help build your Instagram. We have a course on how to use Facebook and how to use Instagram for your food truck. So we're actually giving you the tools to help build your business if you need them. If you don't need them, then you know it's there, but you don't have to use them if you don't want to. That's that's unbelievable because you're taking it even further. I mean, you're and I can relate. Obviously, being custom home builder and so on. Obviously, I'm not dealing with the business end of things, but you know the selections, all that building within a budget. And I could relate to you there. And you're you're taking it beyond that by okay. Here's how you can grow a good, have a successful business if you listen to us. Let us market it. Let us do this, which is awesome because you're continuing that relationship after too, which I always talk about on this show and how important that is, is continuing the relationship, keeping these people literally top of mind with you throughout the process. And they're going to continuously be top of mind. And then they're going to promote you to their friends once their business is successful too. It's all word of mouth, which is the best marketing you can possibly have for yourself too. I mean, that, that's awesome what you're doing. It's Thanks. a great idea. We have, we have a Facebook group with 25,000 plus members. Wow. It's called Food Trucks and Trailers Tips and Tricks. And it's basically a community where I don't really sell in there. I go live almost every day just to show people what we're working on because there's nothing better than actually seeing the behind the scenes of something getting built out so that if you, Bill, had an idea, it's already there. I'm trying to create that thought process or that – I'm trying to um, – show you the possibilities of what you can get. You don't have to get it from us, but come see the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and when you say you're making a dream a reality too, it's, it's huge because you really are. You're, you're creating somebody's, it's somebody's lifeline is what you're building. It's somebody's way to provide for their family. Like you had to, too, which is amazing on top of like what, you know, relating to me on the custom home world, we're, we're making a dream come true with their visualized home, you know, on the luxury end with these homes. It's something they've thought of forever. They've worked their asses off for. 
And we want to over deliver on each and every home because we don't want that experience to be a bad one. We want that experience to be the best experience ever. So when they get the keys, they're smiling. And it's the same with you. Yeah, exactly. And we're not perfect, man. We're far from perfect. Like we have made mistakes. Yeah. We're going to own the mistakes, you know, and we're going to fix it wherever we can. And um, we're just somebody, we're, we're a company that cares, bro, about what we do, which is really hard to find in this industry. Yeah, talk, brush on that a little bit more, though. I mean, obviously, caring goes a long way, and obviously, building using the materials you use and so on. Let's talk about quality. Let's talk about how are you different than the competition. So we 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 buy trailers built in the USA only. Nice. Our concession trailers, for example, are built to hold the weight of a kitchen. We don't convert cargo trailers. We actually had the design, the frame design to hold the weight of a kitchen. There's a certain design element that comes to buying a trailer, for example, which is what we sell most because a truck, a Fed, I can't change a FedEx truck. It's already built. You know, that was built by either Ford or Freightliner or whoever built it. So I buy it, I convert it. But I can't affect the interior and the exterior and how it looks. But on a trailer, for example, I can go buy a cargo trailer and convert it and sell it to you. But that's not going to sit right with me because I know it's not going to last long. I know it's not going to be a quality piece of investment for you. So we have it built from scratch. We have it built to our specific requirements. And we don't deviate from that. If you want to save money, we're not the company for you. If you want to save money on how high it is interior, I'm not going to change the height interior. Only if you want it higher. So ours are seven and a half foot interior height. We don't go any lower. We can go higher. You want it eight, seven foot wide. I don't do seven foot wide. We only do eight and a half. Why? There's more space. Yeah, it takes more money, but the business, you're going to know and you're going to learn that once you're in this business, space is a commodity in a food truck. You want more space. And so we've learned that from building, I don't know, thousands already. And then um, we take a, a, we pay a lot of attention to the details of the interior. And when it comes down to the angles that we use and how it's put together and how much silicone goes into covering up every single hole or how you cut a piece of aluminum angle and you make sure that you round out the edges so people don't get hurt and that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, a lot of attention that goes into the process that we've learned along the way. Like before, when we first started, our edges were all messed up, dude. But, you know, that's when we went in and we saw, you know what, we can do this better. And we started getting better. We started getting better. We started buying better equipment. And um, we invest heavily in making sure that we can increase the quality of work. Well, and that's why you get a uh, higher end price too. And and we saw ourselves that's the same exact way you're saying. You As you build, you learn. You learn more better. You learn better processes. You learn how to... Uh, you know, please the client more and so on, uh, the more product and more things you do. Mm-hmm. But obviously where you stand out and I can, I can just hear your passion in this. The listeners will be able to hear your passion behind your voice too, is that you do expect a quality product. You do expect, okay, you know, I want the angles cut perfectly. If it's not cut perfectly, we'll do it right. Do it right. Or we're going to have to do it again, you know, and that's a difference maker right there with you big time. You know, because when you get to that level of mindset and building, because not a lot of in, in especially in like custom home world or just you know production home, whatever, in your in your field as well, it's just you know people say, all right, it's good enough. We're gonna make the money. Let's let's move on to the next one. And yeah, then we don't like to on. cut corners. 
Yeah. And, and that's the difference maker about you too. Thanks. Appreciate you that. Know. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's like, it, you've got so many people and that's, what's going to stand you out. That's why you're going to be number one in your field because you know, you are making a difference. You're not cutting the corners. You're, you're doing it right. People got to pay a little bit more money for quality and that's yes, how sir. you're selling yourself too. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you're, let's go deeper. So in your mission statement, I pulled this from your, your site, we provide opportunity for entrepreneurs to visualize and design their ideal mobile kitchen and make their dream a reality. I, I like, obviously this is so important. We talked about this already. Let's, let's go into this deeper a little bit more, you know, like how, as far as customer satisfaction, obviously you're continuing the relationships through your court, your, your, your class, your social media classes and so on. How else? What about warranty? What about stuff like that? What are you doing there? Oh man. <laughs> like we even own the shit that wasn't our problem. <laughs> so for example, we just delivered a trailer to a customer out in Memphis, Tennessee. We have video evidence of how it, how good it looked when we handed it off to the transportation company. The transportation company fucked it up. Whoever delivered that trailer on the way there, they ran a curb going, they were probably speeding. Um, so everything in the trailer shifted, a flat grill flew off its base. That never happens. That Those flat grills are put on with forklifts. Like it takes a ton of force to get that thing moving. And so we knew from the moment that they told us that the flat grill was on the floor, the top of the flat grill, that something must have happened during the transportation process. And my first thought, we got to get it fixed. This guy wants to open his business. He's not open for business. So I didn't really like, I let the transportation company know, but we sent, I sent my guys out there the following day. Wow. Four people the following day cost us, I don't know, 5,000 bucks in materials and labor over the weekend to go get something fixed that was all of our control. And it was not our responsibility that I could have said, we have to handle it through insurance. We have to handle it through the transportation company. They have to let their insurance company know we can't do anything until you get your quotes and the insurance company lets you have no. That's the difference, man. They're not going to find another company that is going to act. They might find another one, but they're, they're few and far between, but we will go out to wherever is needed if it's our if it's our if it's our duty to do so right there are certain things that we cannot do and but we will own our mistakes and we will own our ability to make a difference especially if whatever happened was our fault this wasn't our fault obviously but we knew this gentleman needs his trailer open he's not going to be able to find anybody to do the work that he needs to get done over there in Memphis Tennessee mm-hmm. but we sent our guys out the following day, literally the Friday. He showed me the pictures of what it looked like. And I, by the end of the day, I told me, look, they're leaving tomorrow at 8 a.m. They'll be there tomorrow. And they were there. They got the job done. They came back on Monday. Well, I, I mean, if for those of you that are listening, you want the secret to success right there. There's your answer right there above and beyond for sure, man. That, Cause that's what you're doing a hundred percent. And you know, I have the same outlook, uh, similar things happen all the time. I get customers that call me stuff that's really out of our hands, but still I'll make an appearance, try and help them no matter what, uh, and take my time to do so too. I had a guy, he had an issue with 
putting down his hurricane shutters the other day. This was Saturday and we had that tropical storm that was coming through. It didn't really do anything. Don't let the media fool you. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was coming and he, he was, he was all stressed out. I went over there. I fixed the shutters for him. I didn't have to go by there, but I did, you know, it's just doing the small things. And obviously in your case right there was a big thing, but big or little doing the right thing. Obviously that's, what's going to keep you on top for sure, man. So that, and every day, Bill, it's something new, brother. <laughs> when you have this many moving parts, you have people that don't like, you have people that will teach them how to use their trailer. And on a Saturday night at 11, if somebody's calling me at Saturday night, at 11 PM, I know it's probably, you know, an emergency. Yeah. So I'll pick up the phone and it, my, the left hand, the left, the left high end side of my trailer doesn't light up. And it's basically just understanding how it works. We'll walk them through it. You know, it can get frustrating. It can be something that can hold you down. It can be something that very easily I could complain about, go online and start bitching about my clients. But I don't because I chose, I choose to do this. I choose to, and the one thing that helps a lot is I choose to invest my, in myself heavily. I work out in the mornings. I get up super early. I go to jujitsu. I read books. I be, join masterminds. It helps me stay um, at ease. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, one thing, one thing you said there too, the biggest part right there is I pick up the phone. That's yeah. one thing you said right there, because not a lot of people are willing to do what you, you know, what you just said. If I'm there. awake, if I'm awake, I'm usually in bed by 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's away, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., you know, they're kind of. <laughs> you're going to be SOL because I'm asleep, bro, and I have it on do not disturb. <laughs> thing's on silent. Yeah, I agree with you. But but it's like, that's the difference maker right there, brothers. You, you, you're actually taking the time to pick up the phone, answer their questions, and kind of walk them through it, too. You know, and not a lot of people are willing to do that. That's, that's right. That's the thing. There's there's your difference maker right there. Let's talk about real quick your turnaround times, and then I'll get into some personal questions to wrap this up. But what's your turnaround time look like uh, as far as creating a trailer? And then I got another question about affordability and, and as far as somebody looking for one, but we'll start there. Turnaround times. Um, turnaround times right now are kind of a challenge. Um, in non-COVID times, we were between 8 and 12 weeks. And we were running smoothly. We could get trailers done relatively quick, but then shortages started happening yeah. and it became a snowball effect. And right now we're averaging 20 to 24 weeks. Okay. Um, we're investing in finding other avenues, but a food truck, like if a food truck will probably be 12 weeks, if I can fit you into the schedule, I could probably get you in quicker because we can get the actual truck. But then we're going to have issues. Okay, what if we can't find the aluminum? What if the equipment's not here? You know, we've had to deal with a lot of delays due to COVID. And I know our clients, they're probably not satisfied from listening to me say, hey, COVID caused this, COVID caused that. And we, we couldn't offload containers at the ports because there were no people to get them to get stuff off. And so it created a snowball effect. You're in production, you're in manufacturing. Yeah. Um, if I delay one, it delays the whole line, especially because ours is a line. You are in line waiting to get done. When it comes to a trailer, you are in line. Yours is, if this one can't get done, then the, every single one behind it gets delayed. Mm-hmm. And so we've been having to deal with that. I've invested in a communications manager. We brought on, it's kind of like a project manager, post sales, just for communication. 
just to let them know every single week where they're at. You are uh, number 120 out of 165 or whatever it is. I just, that's all I want. I just want our customers because I've been listening to them and they've been complaining about communication. And so we just want to communicate better. So that's what we, that's what we're going to do. It's been challenging. If you are interested and you are looking for a food truck or concession trailer, um, we are a little backed up and be weary about the builders that are not backed up because every builder in America is backed up right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same way. I mean, it's in going off of what you said about the communication thing, I'm, I'm learning, especially in times like this, that I need to communicate more as well and touch and touch base more too. So it's, you know, if they're in for permitting or whatever, you know, I still, no matter what, if they're not moving really, because we're waiting on trusses, because those are backed up or pilings are backed up for us. Now, everything's backed up. It's a nightmare, but, uh, I got to continuously tell them why, you know, just to keep them at ease. So when the time does come and they're like, okay, what the, what the hell's going on? You know, it's been eight weeks for this eight weeks for, I mean, it's taken two months just to get trust drawings for us two months. It's taken two months to get a pile guy out there. Now it's going even longer because he's got to get pilings from Tampa, you know, so which is three hours North of us. So it's just, and then they got to pay for the freight now. And it's just one thing after the other. And oh, we're yeah, constantly... Don't get me started on the inflation <laughs> and the raising costs. It's crazy. Yeah. And we're constantly having to pivot and figure out, okay, what are we going to do now? We got to order appliances earlier. We got to can't, you know, and they're asking us to store the appliances because they're, wor- they're worried about a price hike there, but we don't have storage as a builder. And when it's your like, cash flow gets affected because you have to spend more upfront. Yep. You know, it's bro. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's Reach a new wire, buddy. <laughs> it's a new world we live in. We're constantly having to pivot too, as builders. And it's just, you're, you're constantly having to figure out, okay, how am I going to handle this and tackle this? Cause we're in a new age right now. And yeah, they say it's COVID it's a shipping, it's freight. Nobody wants to work, you know, whatever. It's, it's battle, the sum man. of all those things. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and, all add, and they all add up. Yeah, and I'm giving. If you don't cuss- believe it? You're living in a rock. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. I agree. One other thing I wanted to touch on with you: you say we're continuously learning the skills needed for fabrication, assembly, and creation of beautiful and modern concession trailers and food trucks. So, how are you doing this? What are you doing to learn? Take a, get a leg up. How are you doing this? We we implement improving our processes, mostly buying better equipment investing in better equipment to make better cuts. So we, we figure out how can we get better cuts and that will reduce the time, but also make our end product look and feel better. Um, we, want, we go away from using outdated machinery. We go away from using uh, products that we know are not going to last long. We go away from getting materials from vendors that don't have high quality products. Um, and we create partnerships with other vendors that, you know, that help us provide that quality look and feel to our customers. So how are you staying, how are you training your employees to stay committed to that vision that you have and that quality? How are you keeping them committed to it without cutting corners as well? Yeah. So we have a group of team leaders. They're the people that have been developed over time. They are responsible for their teams. They are responsible for the quality work. So everything's inspected almost like three or four times during the process. Um, we, ex- we expect quality and we expect efficiency and speed. 
which is not easy to do, right? You mm-hmm. like you want to tell an artist to speed up their drawing. You don't want to do that because um, it's artists, right? It's art. It's artwork. So, so it's a li- like we have to manage the balance between hey, you're pushing me, but this needs to be done right. So it takes a little bit of time. So, well, you have the tools to do it. So here's here are your tools. Let's figure out a way to make it better. Like, how are you? going through the process of, for example, preparing for a build-out. Are all your materials ready before you start? No. Well, let's make sure to get all your materials right by the unit that you're going to start building so you don't have to waste any time having to walk 100 steps while you're doing your build-out. Does, you does your entire team know exactly what they need to do? No. Okay, well, let's start with assigning and giving them the processes that they feel comfortable doing. And so they're responsible for teaching and, and delegating their skills to others. And so I tell my guys all the time, if you don't have a second person in command that can replace you, then we're not doing this right. You have to have somebody that can replace you every single day. And so that process is, is slow, right? Um, finding quality people is is kind of tough. Training people in this process, in manual labor, in um, in carpentry, in plumbing, uh, you can't just pick people off the street and they're going to know exactly how to put something together. And so you start them and they go through a process and they go through stages in our company. And they start at the very bottom and they're going to be like uh, an apprentice of one of the co-leaders. And maybe their job for the week is just to pick stuff up and put stuff together. And then as they start getting comfortable, then they start using cutting tools. Then they start using the drills and the drivers, et cetera. So um, me and my co-partner, me and my business partner, we go at it all the time, bro. He's responsible for the warehouse. He's responsible for the team. He's been in the industry for 10, 15 years. And so he knows like he could build a trailer with his hands, with his eyes closed, but he needs to develop a team and he does it on a single basis. He's just like, bro, let me do my thing. Get out of my way. And I'm going to give you a, a, a badass product. And they do a phenomenal job. I don't get involved too much in, in, in the everyday, day-to-day. Oper- but when I see an opportunity to learn, I'll, let, I'll bring it up. And um, the good thing is communication is important with your, with your business partners. And especially with, with something like this in the warehouse, a lot of moving parts. And so slowly but surely, we've been improving the processes like before we used to manage our inventory on a sheet of paper and in a few file cabinets that's where we had all the million pieces of screws and nuts and bolts and stuff now we have one of the fortune 500 companies that manages our inventory for us you know we've gotten so big that they want our account they set everything up manage wirelessly they know when we're out of something and they just come over and they replace their bins yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that goes back to, I mean, like you said, the process and how important that truly is, too, and you developing that process with all your employees is key. I mean, that's in any business, too, but how you're doing it, you you get it down to literally the perfect process. Everybody's on the same page. You train them. They all know what you're thinking. You know, you we always, you, and you probably the same way, I always say, I wish I can clone myself and have a bunch of me, but you can, unfortunately, we can't do that. So we got to train people to be that same mindset. They may, it might not be 100% there, but if you can get them 90% there, 
that's at least, you know, really good. So, you know, but good for you with the process too, man. Well, I'll it, give you, I'll give you a, a clear example this week. My guys are supervisors. They took it upon themselves to invest in a um, inventory management system where it's going to help them manage the inventory of the non small stuff, like a hood and a clean water tank, gray water tank and water heaters with a, with a system that reads barcodes. So the, they took it upon themselves. I approved it. They're having it implemented next week at the end of this week. And it's going to help us be more efficient. They reorganized the whole warehouse this week, put tape wow. down, applying five S I'd send them one little document. And I said, read this guys, this is how you put, a warehouse together. Uh, and it's all related to Six Sigma and they've been taking that to heart. They've reorganized the warehouse and bro, we're four years in and we're still learning. Yeah. We're no, and we're not done. We're not perfect. We won't be done. It's going to be a continuous process every single set, every single day. It's pretty much just that it's Kaizen. I don't know if you're familiar with that word, but it's continuous improvement, 1% improvement every single day. And it's never ending. Which is huge. One that one percent is going to get you to your overall goal for sure, and long term, like you said, be the biggest trailer builder in the, in the country, if not the world, one day. The so. world, baby, <laughs> domination, right? Yeah. I mean, this has been awesome, man. I, I always end on, you know, I know we're we got we're kind of coming up on time. I always tell this to every one of my guests. We can talk for hours because I love construction, but yeah. uh, let's get into some personal stuff to end this. Uh, I ask this question to everybody. What about you personally? You have built an amazing company and a brand that continues to grow every single day. What lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we can all apply to our own business or our own lives that can help us grow? The best thing that I can tell everybody to do, one of the biggest lessons that I apply every single day is to be grateful for where you're at. No matter what the challenges are, be grateful for the challenges, be grateful for the opportunities, be grateful for what you have and it'll help you get through whatever it is that you're doing. That's it. Yeah. It's short and sweet. I mean, but I, I a hundred percent agree, man. Once you start doing that and you're grateful every single day, it's goes a long, long way too. So yeah. Love that brother. Thanks. I practice gratitude every single day. First thing I do every time I wake up is five things that I'm grateful for. It just creates an opportunity. It, it, it allows you to receive the things that are out there and helps keep you keen and level. Nothing can phase you, bro. It's, it's just the way that I want to, it's the way I live my life and I want to live it for the rest of my life. Love it. Love it. Most people, here's another one I always like to ask because most people ask about your past. Let's hear about your future. So where will we see Patrick in five, 10, 15, 20 years from now? Who will you be? 20 years, I'm going to be ringing the bell at New York Stock Exchange with Charlie <laughs> Builders, yo. Love it. <laughs> uh, 20 years from now, man, I hope I'm sitting in a ba Major League Baseball stadium watching one of my guys pitch in the World Series. That'd be awesome. freaking amazing. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I no doubt you're going there, man. You got a, you got some MLB guys starting up right now that you said they're in the Dominican, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yes, too. sir. Um, last question, what this show is all about, what exactly do people need to look for when building a new trailer and why or trailer for their business? And why should they choose Patrick as their trailer builder of choice? One, they got to find somebody that will deliver on what they say they will deliver. And 
be diligent about understanding your permitting process because that's super important to make sure that you can stay open. We guarantee that you'll pass inspection and we're not going to sleep until we get your trailer done or truck done. So come to us, we'll help you out. And um, at the end of the day, we're just looking to help you. So regardless of if you buy from us or not, we're going to help you with the process. So come on by. And that's been the most important thing that I've heard out of this whole thing is you and how you're willing just to help, man. That's the thing. Even if you build it or not, you just said it, you're willing to help. So, and that's, what's going to get you to where you're going to be. No doubt. I, I really, I mean, this has been awesome, man. I know we're, you're, you got to get going here and you're, you're busy guy. Uh, last thing I always ask, where can people find and connect with you? Um, you can find me personally on Instagram at Patrick Bolanos, HTX. Trailer King Builders on Instagram, Trailer King Builders on YouTube. We have an awesome YouTube channel where we're putting out content on how to help you scale, grow, fund, anything that has to do with the food truck industry. You can find it on our YouTube channel and um, any social media platform. And I also have the podcast, Working for a Dream podcast on iTunes and any other podcast platform out there. Yeah, I've heard your podcast. Definitely go check that out too, guys. Definitely check that out. And Patrick, I, this has been awesome, brother. I really do appreciate your time today. It took us a minute to get it scheduled, bro, to make <laughs> sure we had the time. But I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Had a good time. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you again. And for all you guys listening out there, thank you. Obviously, I only asked for one thing that you share this, actually two things that you uh, give five-star reviews only because that's all I accept. And also comment as well on iTunes. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people, and that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please, write a review, share it with your friends and family, and thank you so much for everybody that's listening, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.